Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Matt. And this is Fall Risk. Uh, All right, welcome back to the show, listeners. We're coming at you after a very long day of jumping here at Skydive Midwest. We're winding down with a drink and maybe some food in a little while here. And I finally, finally got Matt Congdon to join me on the podcast. Matt, (laughs) how you feel? I feel good. Sorry for taking so long. I'm a busy guy. It's all right. I understand. (laughs) We've We've been talking about doing this. We just haven't had it like actually come to fruition for a while so it's just like that yeah it's idea. it's difficult with the people who have full-time jobs yeah. and aren't can't be at the dz all the time but Dude, i'm I glad we're getting it done yeah. <laughs> uh, so what were you doing here today all day today uh we were team training for the world cup that's coming up in norway okay so we're super excited for that we're kind of in the third phase of our training where we're um kind of mocking like competitions yeah. and just trying to be perfect mm-hmm. uh, have not been successful at that yet but that's <laughs> <laughs> part of the challenge how far is worlds worlds off now uh it is about a week off we leave for norway saturday and i think the competition starts that following week that's wild yeah i'm super excited about it i'm gonna get to jump in voss and yeah. i've heard that is an absolutely beautiful drop zone uh i've seen photos so yeah that's it <laughs> yeah well, that's cool is this your first time going to worlds for with chemtrails or um this is our first time going to worlds for skydiving yeah we went to belgium last year for indoor okay which is it's fun but it's not the same yeah. and it's m- way more nerve-wracking yeah. in my opinion because like you got people pressed up against the glass and everybody's watching you there's and, an audience yeah. yeah there's an audience and yeah. you kind of feel that pressure but uh, uh with skydiving you know if like you make a little mistake here and there it's kind of only your team you're only just letting yeah. your team down you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of sweep it under the rug and be like all right cool next time no one's gawking at me right yeah. yeah yeah it's like when you're getting ready to get into that tunnel and you see the right. whole like crowd of people on the other side of the glass I, just like oh man have you ever been in this situation where you're in the in the tunnel you're flying 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 and then you maybe make a mistake and you see someone on the corner of your eyes you be like oh my god I made a mistake. like have no, you ever seen it's, that? no it's it's um I'm sure it's like similar to anything that you do, like any sports that you do where yeah. you get all the nerves are beforehand. But then as soon as you get in there and start going, you are focused and you don't even notice yeah. what's going on. Last year at, in Belgium, actually, the tunnel that they were using was ridiculously slow, like so slow. Yikes. That And we're a big team. Yeah. Like we were talking to the Italian team and they're a bunch of little guys and they're mm-hmm. like, man, thank God that we're <laughs> skydiving against you guys and not right. boxing because <laughs> you guys are big. So we were having a really hard time staying off the net. Yeah. Um, so much so that uh, Colin Conway had to wear jeans over his jumpsuit just to get some extra drag. <laughs> and like, if I can concentrate and stay yeah. focused while I'm watching my teammates back pockets inflate, <laughs> like, then I know I'm in the zone and I'm focused. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's hard to do. He had to, duct yeah. tape up his belt buckle oh, and stuff because it's oh it was hilarious that's wild and then we're in europe of course so everybody's pointing and laughing right. and you know like oh it's the americans in their blue jeans and <laughs> <laughs> is that where that cloud games like team name came from from last year is that where that came oh from? maybe i don't know what was 
the wasn't the the ten way team last last. There's a photo of it on the wall. Where oh they're yeah, all in the denim. yeah. Is that I don't. Where that came I don't from? know. It, maybe it is. Okay. I, if it was, I didn't come up with the name, but oh. that would make sense. Because yeah, we were all wearing denim yeah. of some kind. Yeah, of some sort, right? Yeah, Over I cut the sleeves jumpsuits. off my yeah. jacket, and then Nate okay. taped the sleeves on. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if one has to do with the other, but that would make sense. Let's go with it. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. All right. Are you ready to get kind of like just into some origin story stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about um, like what year you started, how old you were, like how many jumps you've accumulated since then, like the works. Uh, I started in 2012. I think I was in, I think I was 24 years old then. Um, and I was really just, I was competitive my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I just had always, I always have to have something that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so I, well, actually let's, let's start over. Uh, okay. I never actually wanted to skydive. I was looking for different things to do and like had like a bucket list of like, you know, things I wanted to try and skydiving was on there, but I was terrified to do it. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. Okay. And so my buddy, Brian signed me up. Like, he's like, you're going to love this. He had previously gone and he's like, I will pay your tandem if you go. And I was like, all right, if you're gonna if you're buying, dude, I'll I'll go. Okay. So th- they all went. I didn't. I chickened out. Uh, did not go. And then the next year, he gave me like the same deal. That's and it's cool. like I will. Yeah, he's like I know you're gonna like this. So I committed to doing it. The night before, I literally had a nightmare mm-hmm. about skydiving, and I showed up and I was sitting next to the door, and I remember I think it was now looking back, Neil Coleman was like sitting right next to the open door, like casually eating an apple. And I was like, man, this guy's <laughs> cool as a cucumber. And I feel like I'm going to be sick, you know? Neil, this Neil, right? Yeah, that this was Neil, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's like cool as a cucumber. And I am not kidding you, pale ghost white. Like I went completely <laughs> ghost white to the point where like people are noticing. My friends are like, oh my God, oh, like no. Matt's not going to be, he's not going to be okay. Like he looks, he looks bad. And uh, I jumped. I As soon as I left the airplane, it was a completely different ball game for me. I was cool. absolutely in love with it. I landed, and as soon as I landed, we we like packed up. I was like, "Man, I think I really want to do this." And we went to go get in the car, and I was like, "I I have to go back in. I have to give them my credit card and sign <laughs> up to get my license." So that's what I did, and I've been doing it ever since. I've got uh, three thousand skydives now, um, and I've been on. I've started doing competitions almost as soon as I got into skydiving. I think I had a hundred jumps when I got on my first competition team. What was your first competition team? Well, we had, um, I, I, first of all, I did like a hundred skydives and I didn't even know skydiving was a sport. (laughs) I was like a hundred skydives before somebody finally told me like, Oh yeah, like there's teams that compete. And I was like, what? Mm. So we hired, uh, well talked to a coach to hire and tried to get like this team together mm-hmm. and it didn't really pan out because the hardest thing with skydiving teams is finding other people that actually want to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually uh, we found a team of people all at skydive Midwest and lucky for me uh, because I am a competitive person, we found four people that all wanted to train super hard. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we did. And that was in, well, the first team was a pickup team, uh, my first nationals, we got like 27th place or something like that, like almost last. <laughs> and then uh, we st- the following year, we're like, we're doing tunnel every week. We're jumping every weekend. And we went from 27th to winning intermediate 
uh, four-way FS. That was next, right? Yep, that was yeah. next. That was when next started. That was the first year of next. That was the first Damn. year of next. All right, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna okay, get to that. Right. That's on the list of things <laughs> to like touch on. Absolutely. So don't get too far ahead of yourself. Um, cool. So you've been skydiving for eleven years, then. Yeah, about yeah? eleven years. Yep. That's wild. Yeah. How's it feel? It's a decade now. It's over. A decade. I mean, I still, I still love it. It's yeah. the best sport I've. I've been in a lot of sports, and it's by far my favorite one. It is the best community of people, and like, I haven't lost the feeling of just being absolutely in love with the sport. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, if you had to guess, how much tunnel time do you think you've accumulated under under your belt? Oh god. I know you guys train a ton. And yeah. You trained a ton I, before that too. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably say under a thousand, but like, not by too much. When, when I was on next, we were doing a hour of tunnel every single week yikes yeah for the whole year for three years and That's then there was insane. a time where i was on chemtrails and next at the same time and we were both training about like a half an hour or so in the tunnel every week so like Jesus. sometimes an hour and a half in the tunnel team training and yeah. then yeah I mean, Some the, next, teams and, the yeah. next years, it's that's that's 150 hours at least. Sure. At least. Yeah. And then I've done a lot of just one on one stuff and coaching with Garrett Bloodworth Jeez. and uh, rhythm camps. And you'd be so yeah. rich by now. Well, <laughs> you'd be so rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the thing is, like, it, it it helps being on a team for the majority of it because mm-hmm. we did back when iFly was cool. Yeah. Uh, they gave us a sponsorship and we were getting cheap time and splitting it four ways and that really helped. And that was part of the reason for being on a team as well, because I wanted to fly in the tunnel. I wanted to get better. And this is a way to do it cheaper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fly. Back in the glory days when they'd actually <laughs> let you fly. I always feel like I'm in the I'm I'm in the right place just at the terribly, like terribly wrong time. Like just always like two steps behind whatever the go- you know yeah. the golden years are for yeah something. i know oh, i feel i feel worst. bad for people who want to get into vfs and stuff like that because it's it's you have to go like we have to pass up three tunnels and fly to colorado springs or utah mm-hmm. to go train as a team mm-hmm. or that, that's kind of our only options it's gonna be <laughs> such a weird transition when some of these like glory days uh teams like retire or phase out you know yeah like, like who's gonna backfill yeah, that? yeah like who who what what's the skill set that is going to like fill those shoes you know what i mean like given given the resources that we have right now like mm-hmm. available to us it's gonna be interesting yeah it will be more people are gonna more people gonna be angle flying oh <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> It's fun. It is fun. fun. It is fun. fun, but it's not as fun as like transitioning and turning points on the hill. I'm just obsessed with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any ratings? Uh, I had uh, my coach rating and I had my tandem rating for a while. Um, I was just I just got my tandem rating to kind of take friends. And then there were a lot of times where the drop zone would be rushing to get tandems done before sunset yeah so i would get done team training and then throw on a tandem rig and try to help them clean up tandems and stuff like that but i just wasn't i wasn't doing it enough to feel super confident in it so i just kind of let it lapse okay that's fair fair enough fair enough um do you think he'll ever go back to it maybe i don't know it's hard to say you have no idea you know what the future holds if i if i stopped being on competitive teams and had a little more time, maybe that's something I'd be interested in again because I loved it. 
I love tandems. I love to, I remember very well that feeling of my first skydive and how scared I was and how much I ended up loving it. Mm -hmm. And to take people and give that to them, like it is, it's pretty fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. When you're on video too, you can uh, tell yourself in the back of your back of your mind like when you're falling asleep at night like i'm in someone's living room i'm on a tape in someone's living room like, yeah. you know <laughs> i'm in someone's i've memory. never thought of that. that i mean that's what i t- that's what i tell myself when i think of the chris evans jump i'm like i'm on that video like he's gonna have me on that video for the rest of his life it's yeah be- and for many people for many people they like i thought i was gonna do they do one skydive and that's it but that's yeah. like something that they remember for ever mm-hmm. they might not remember your name but they'll definitely you know like they'll look at it and remember like how awesome that person was you yeah know, when they took yeah yep yeah, i remember yeah. i remember my tandem instructor for sure mm-hmm. yeah. well that's good yeah. i remember mine too but it's because we were dating at the time so it's oh. not, it's <laughs> very different very different uh set of memories there um anyway uh what do you do outside of skydiving wow a lot of stuff um i well for a job i am a overhead journeyman lineman so i work on high voltage power lines um but then i stay super busy Mm -hmm. i play sand volleyball um i mean i've done everything it's kind of crunched for time now where i don't get to do as much but Mm -hmm. if there's if there's something to do i want to go do it yeah (laughs) all right uh what um did you used to be in if you didn't if you don't have time for it now like what 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 was something that you really enjoyed doing like in the past in the last few years um well I really got into martial arts for a while I started wrestling when I was a kid mm-hmm. and after high school is because I'm competitive it was kind of this weird thing where I always knew I wasn't going to go to college like that just wasn't for me I yeah. needed to do something hands-on outside and uh so once I was done with like high school team sports, it was kind of this weird period in my life where I was like, I don't, what do, what do I mm-hmm. do now? You know, I don't want to play bar league, yeah. you know, volleyball or softball my whole life. So like, what, what can I do? And so I started taking up jujitsu mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, Muay Thai kickboxing and boxing. And then I started getting into MA, MMA back really before it was popular. Mm-hmm. Like it was when Matt Hughes was kind of coming up and okay. stuff like that. And, um, I don't know. Again, I didn't really have a big plan for life to take me that way. I just got involved with it. I liked it. I kept yeah. doing it. It was something and I was, I was okay at it. So I just continued on with it, but I still love it. I still ju- do jujitsu once in a while and I still do Muay Thai kickboxing once in a while, but I don't have a ton of time for it right now. Do you think some of these other skills and other activities that you participated in lent itself to skydiving and like the body awareness one, required for this? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you, you probably see a lot of AFF instruct or students and stuff like that who ha- lack body awareness. And I'm willing to say if you took like a dive into like their background and yeah. upbringing, they yep. probably didn't do a lot of eye coordination yeah. sports I mean there's there's a reason like when you get gymnasts or you get like um athletes or of, of any type you know in in uh skydiving uh when they come through they have a there's a reason they soar through it and it's because they've already got those those skit that skill set of working on being aware in the background while they're performing you know whatever yeah. it is they're aware of what their body's doing at any given time so yeah it's, and also like just uh, there's a lot of pressure when you're learning yeah. how to skydive yeah but like having the already had the having had the pressure of 
MMA fighting or yeah. even wrestling and just competition in general, mm-hmm. like you feel that pressure a lot less. Probably a lot less. You're probably able to handle stress in a very different way than somebody who has never had something. Like yeah. That too, so. I don't know. My first skydive, my first skydive was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. Okay. But like there is nothing that is more nerve wracking than like, oh, I'm about to be locked in a cage with some guy and I don't know really how good he is. Like he might be a world beater and I'm in for a really, really, really long night and I've had that and it is, yeah, it is bad. (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. I don't know anything about MMA other than that people beat each other up. So I can't even imagine what that is. It sounds stressful. MMA is not too bad because like if you're – um, on your feet kickboxing and you're like this guy's a better kickboxer than I am like mm-hmm. I can try to work from the clinch or I could try to take him down and work like from the top or pull guard and try my jiu-jitsu but like boxing when I used to box uh, I remember a, a, a boxing match I had against this guy from new or from England it was England versus Chicago and I knew within the first 30 seconds of the first round that he was a way better boxer <laughs> than I was and so then it was like uh-oh. That's it. You can't try to take him down or anything. It's just going to be a long night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Talk about talk about like being on display. Like you were talking about that with uh with being indoor indoor skydiving, being yeah. on display in competition. I can't even imagine what that would be. Yeah. Like, and two people in a ring. And Ooh. that's that's bad because at least in the tunnel you can't hear people. Yeah. But in boxing, if somebody bet on you and you're not doing well, oh. they let you know it. <laughs> Oh, it's giving me anxious. Like that's just giving me anxiety thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, and you already know you're not doing well. Like I'm yeah. I've gotten hit in the head a hundred times this round. I'm very aware I'm not doing well. I got it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'll get <laughs> yeah. it. I'll get it. Yeah. Your two cents oh. aren't needed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh God, that's wild. Um, do you remember uh what your first student jump was like? Uh my first student jump. If you don't remember that one, what's the earliest I rem- one you can remember? I remember um, the first time I got let go. Okay. Yeah. Because like when you, you, as you know, and most people know, like there are like different things in skydiving that make you like, holy cow, this is mm-hmm. so crazy all over again. Yeah. And so like my first tandem was wild. And then mm-hmm. my first solo was wild or my first solo, my first AFF jump was wild. But then mm-hmm. the first time that they let me go and I had to free fall on my own and like that chippiness Mm -hmm. of, I was like, Oh, this isn't just like, they were doing a lot of work when they had me like, this isn't (laughs) just going to be some like easy thing. Yep. But I remember that feeling very well. Were you as solid as you are now when you first started skydiving? Um, probably because it wasn't too far. I was still, I was still boxing when I first started skydiving. So I was still, I was wondering if you were like the tall and skinny wooden board that would just potato chip or if you were you had like heft to you still. No, I think I still had some heft to me. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and for anyone that doesn't know Matt, he's not like a, it's not like I'm calling him like a hefty boy right now. He is like super solid. He stands up, he's like seven feet tall and he's made of muscle. So oh. like he's super <laughs> <Thanks. he's, laughs> thick boy, thick boy. Anyway, um, in the best way possible. Anyway, uh. Yeah, like that that potato chipping stuff takes you off takes you off guard. You don't know what you don't know, and then yep. you suddenly feel this new sensation, and you're like, "Oh god!" And the, yeah, that like, voice in the back oh, of your mind, like, "What's there's going on?" There's a lot on? more What's to this on? than I thought. It's yeah. yeah, I thought I was kind of free falling when they had me holding onto my harness, but no, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you remember from that skydive? Anything? Uh, just no, that? I just remember the sensation of being let go for the first time yeah. and just thinking like, whoa, whoa, yeah, this is a little <laughs> unstable. <laughs> Did you pass your first? It's category C, right? I don't know. 
too fast. <laughs> you, know, you don't remember if you fasted or not? No, I, I never I never failed a jump. Lucky okay. for me. Yeah. Good for you, dude. Thanks. Most people do. Good for you. Yeah. Despite the potatoes, potato chipping. Yeah, despite the potato chipping. So how'd you end up here at Skydive Midwest? Um, that just was where my first tandem was. Oh, I just shit. got yeah, lucky enough to do my oh. first tandem here and my first jump course here. So were the Georges did the Georges have ownership of this place? Yeah, and started? I I remember being the tandem student walking through the front doors yeah. and I remember seeing Keith with his long hair yeah. and he's you know, he looks like a marine and uh-huh. like he's seen a thing or two. And I remember thinking God, I hope that guy's my tandem instructor. <laughs> <laughs> was it? No, it no. was it was Eric Bickle, okay. who equally looks like he's done a lot of skydiving and like that is his thing. So like he was was no nonsense, not joking with me. Mm-hmm. Probably bored of doing tandems, but that was perfect for me. That is was exactly what I needed. I didn't need any nonsense. I needed mm-hmm. somebody who was just like, take me out of the plane and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it worked wow. out very well. Yeah. That's wild. You I know didn't what's know even that. crazier? What? Is uh I would be willing to bet there's not a lot of people who've had this journey, but my first jump course, there was this kid in there wearing a Green Day hoodie and kind of like, I don't know, like, yeah, uh, barbell through his ear and stuff <laughs> and van shoes, and it was Colin Conway. Yeah. yeah so is that wild? Yeah, my oh. first jump course ever was with Colin Conway, and now I've probably traveled more with him than with anybody else i've done more skydives with him than anybody else cool. and he's on my vfs team so that's super cool did you guys stay in close like the two of you guys stay close in close in contact like throughout the early years or was it mostly just in the last few years that you guys have um gotten super tight knit no no we've been we've been pretty good friends since the beginning actually okay. um we we just kind of were tit for tat with jump numbers mm-hmm. and we actually hit our 100th jump number on the same day together and Look at you guys. Went naked together. Look at the you old school guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Who like is like not my thing at all. I don't know if you know too much about me, but I am not that person <laughs> at all. So it was so far out of my comfort zone. So far. And I asked Scott Kervick, uh, jumper at Scott of Midwest. I asked him, I said, man, like, what am I going to be in for here? Are they going to uh-huh. seal my clothes? Are they going to do this to do that? <laughs> and he's like, man, he's like, they're going to do something. He's like, yeah. so just have fun and let it happen yeah (laughs) they're kind of like all right i guess so oh that's great i didn't i didn't realize this i like i've heard that story i've heard parts of that story before about how you guys started at the same time but i didn't realize it was quite that adorable yeah (laughs) (laughs) you guys are gonna end up being old biddies together yeah somewhere down the line that's great that's super cool i think i've got a couple of female friends who we all started the same summer and we're all still skydiving and we're all really really close friends but nothing quite like that yeah. where it's like same day same same cl- same class same jo- yeah. like that's that's wild yeah and uh what's even wilder now is he now he is dating my girlfriend's best friend isn't that cool yeah so i'm just stuck with him i'm just stuck with him yeah <laughs> i can't wait to see what else happens and like i i mean I don't know what your guys' plans for the future, but if like you end up having children at the same time together, if you end up being married at the same, you know, you know what I mean? Like just all those. Yeah, I think I think I have a friend for life, whether I want him or not. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck with that. Um, What's your favorite thing about skydiving? Um, That it's got to be the community. I I, I just absolutely love the community. It's um, why? Well, when I was younger from a small town it was just kind of not knowing how to fit in Mm -hmm. so I ended up kind of 
drinking and causing trouble like you do in a small town mm-hmm. and just not really knowing what to do but like yeah. this is what you do here so this must be what I'm into and then it wasn't until I started skydiving where I was just like man I am way more like these people like they're just yes people like if mm-hmm. you have a stupid idea or you want to <laughs> go do something like they're gonna go do it with you we really are aren't we we're yes yeah. people yeah they yeah. are yes people <laughs> that's it's a good way to put well, it well I remember I was at we were at um the super early days of next we were at uh, mwsl meet at skydive chicago mm-hmm. and it was completely rained out like they were they called it like there's no jumping gonna happen today you know mm-hmm. so um like starved rock and matheson state park aren't too far from there yeah so i was like man well like why not just go hiking like, mm-hmm. but nobody's gonna want to go hiking when it's pouring rain out but i just floated the idea out there and we got like six people to go hiking with us in the rain and i was like man that's <laughs> special group of people Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah <laughs> slipping sliding getting drunk in the rain yeah yeah goofing off being spooky that's great <laughs> yeah i mean you're you're absolutely correct like we we're at the drop zone i mean i don't know if this is still the way it is you know on smaller drop zones i don't want to say skydive midwest is a small drop zone but on smaller than like the you know the meccas uh drop zone you know what i'm talking about oh, right? yeah, yeah. um but back back home um if it was weathered out we would all sit around and be like well what shenanigans can we get into <laughs> like uh there's a fireworks store down the street why don't we go get a bunch of sparklers and make sparkler bombs and blow shit up right so yeah like it's it's definitely a, a yes culture, isn't it? We just keep one upping and yes anding each other, huh? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing try. is, like, yeah, if you and if you have a my when I if you have a dumb idea, yeah, like they're like, okay, we can do this, but we're gonna do it as safely as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Sometimes. Like, very rarely yes. do they say like, no, we can't let that happen. But that like, sounds like a great idea. Let's just tweak it a little. Yeah. Bit. Let's just see how safe we can make it at yeah. least. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, what's your least favorite thing about skydiving? Oh, my least favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Is there one? Um, I mean, like when you see friends get hurt and stuff like that, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. obvious for me. Uh, egos in skydiving, I, don't, I never understood that. Okay. I, I, like, I, I, I don't understand egos in skydiving at all. Like, it's a sport that yeah. there's no, like, not really any money in it so there's not like nobody's famous yeah nobody's as soon as you keith actually keith george actually said something really interesting to me the other day he's like as soon as you stop competing or like doing whatever it is you're good at and skydiving you no longer are relevant like you you fade into existence you're out of existence like super fast that's great (laughs) (laughs) he was was basically saying like there's no reason to be egotistical about any of it because like as soon as you stop doing whatever it is like nobody remembers like nobody thinks about it nobody remembers so it's like what is the point of like carrying on this like toxic it's hard yeah it's hard especially in the culture we have today there's very few people that are still doing things purely for themselves yeah. and now it's like for instagram like so they can yeah. put it on instagram and get likes and stuff like mm-hmm. that but it's like there are very few people doing things just purely because they love it yeah. but that's really the only reason to skydive because mm-hmm. you're not going to make money on it and maybe you're not going to make much mm-hmm. you know you're not going to be rich off of it you're not going to be famous so like you're you're literally putting money into something just because you love it and you're yeah. doing it just for the love of it yep yeah. i i Totally agree. Totally hear it. Totally hear you. Um, can you talk a little bit? Let's talk about a little bit next. Okay. Okay. About the yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you were you with that team? Um, you said uh, three. Is that three? Two, three. Yeah, three years. So okay. my goal, uh, my goal 
with next was to just be in the open class. I knew that, oh, maybe four years, three years, I don't know, three or four. (laughs) But my goal is just to be in the open class uh, FS. And I'd never really had the goal to win because Mm -hmm. I knew the amount of time, how big a commitment that is. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to make that. So for me, I just wanted to be in the open class, but I didn't want to do it like skip any steps. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to win uh, gold at intermediate, be kind of forced into advance. Then I wanted to win gold in advance, then be forced into open. So like legitimately in the open class you know so um uh we like i said we got super lucky with the teammates that we had because we had teammates who were just from day one willing to work super hard and we won intermediate gold our first year and then won gold and advanced our second year and then we're in the open class and did okay (laughs) did did all right yeah we (laughs) held our own (laughs) so how does this work when new team members come on how do you guys have to stay in those same classes like um i think you can if you have a gold medal and like let's say advanced Uh you can be on a team in intermediate but you can only have one person who has one gold in that level on your team so we couldn't have like two gold advanced gold medalists on the same intermediate team okay so you can have like a player coach team where you're kind of like jumping with three newer skydivers who have never yeah specifically i guess with next right so like next has been competing for a long time now and you've had some switches like some personnel switches basically out on that team um where some people have left and new people are back in basically like the the team that we see next at like the next team right now is not the original team like none of the members on it are are the original members so do they do they have to stay in open for um no but i think i think just because the original members kind of slowly Fade left. Out. Yeah. Yeah, it kept the uh, skill level high. Okay. Yeah, so like they get one new person on and that person has to be at that level. Got it. And so like to go back to okay. nobody wants to do that if they're okay. a competitive person, I'm which all those people for sure are. <laughs> yeah. They uh yeah, they don't want to do that. Uh they are so intense all four. Yeah, of them. they're intense for they me are too. Dead. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, interesting. I I didn't know how that worked. Awesome. Um so I heard a rumor that when you guys, when you were on Next, um, your team, your uh, configuration, basically your team configuration, were the, you okay? Yeah, the microphone's just slowly wobbling. and That's because my hands are on the table. Oh, Sorry. no worries. No, <laughs> so I heard uh, that you guys were on the, the second team in history to win two classes back-to-back years. Is that right? Um, I think so. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's true. Uh, I haven't heard anybody dispute it, but I know... Um, Doug Barron's team won it two years in a row back when they were Carolina Turbo. Yeah. Um, and when we were kind of going for that, because we heard that as well, that only one team had ever done that. So that was kind of like one of the chips on our shoulders. Because, you know, if you're a competitive <laughs> person, like, at least for me, I have to have a chip on my shoulder. I, I'll make one up. I'll find one somehow. <laughs> but, like, I'll have that. So, like, that's what's driving me forward. That's yeah. what's making me compete. And so that was kind of one of ours was uh, – yeah, that only one team had ever done that, so we wanted to do it. The other mm-hmm. one was um, when I first got on it, they were like, oh, you can't, like, no teams win intermediate unless they're player coach teams. Yeah. And I was, we were all, we were all, we were all brand new. <laughs> like, we, we, all four of us had, I think Megan had a little bit of four-way FS experience, mm-hmm. but we didn't have any, we were, none of us had ever been on a four-way FS team before, so mm-hmm. we were brand new, brand new. Watch me, right? Managed it, yeah. Hold <laughs> yeah. my beer, watch me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. 
yeah That's yeah crazy. it's a pretty cool accomplishment for sure i was super proud of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so chemtrails how long have you been flying with this team um a lo- longer than i was with next i think i've been with chemtrails for five years now because i didn't start I didn't start on chemtrails until I was in the open class for next. So that's when I was on both teams is we had started chemtrails and I was still on um, next. And then we, let's say, let's say five years. So I'm not just doing math. And no Were you on both teams at the same time? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, um, <laughs> I, I, one and I was on a eight way team too. How did you even survive? How were you how were you alive? How did you make it through? <laughs> of, how long were you on both teams for? Um, I think two years. Bro. Yeah, two years. <laughs> and uh one of the years I was on uh chemtrails and next and uh uh eight way team. And the eight way team was at Midwest to train and I had messed up the schedule and I was training with the eight way team and uh, uh chemtrails. So I would have to jump with chemtrails, uh, go to the ground, run into the hangar, take off my free fly suit, put on my belly suit, get on the eight way jump, and I was just turn. I did twenty one jumps in a day, Jesus, and was dude. just turning all day. Oh my god! Brutal. Yeah. How did you even <laughs> live? How did you have any money to live? I don't know. With all. all- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that it's wild. Yeah. I would love to see the statistics on people who are doing interdiscipline teams like, I don't know. simultaneously I, I know i know one um guy from the golden knights i think it's his name's jesse yeah. uh, he was on a four-way open team and the golden knights vfs team in their heyday Jesus. but not, not too many i don't think who i mean i would assume most people would be like why would i do that to myself yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's wild, dude. Yeah. Unless you're like living at the tunnel or li- like, oh man. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I was, you know, like I, I didn't. I meant like in a work capacity where you're oh, able to do that. Yeah, and I was still, I was still, I was still working Ooh. my ass off at my other job as well. So wild. Yeah, I did not have a lot of free time. It, there's like a, definitely a sacrifice in there where I miss a lot of family stuff, and but my family they're the best and did you they podi- understood did, and did the, the both teams podium those no years because no? um that's when next was in open so we didn't podium in open uh but and then chemtrails was in advanced when and next we got in, second you said for chemtrails next was in open when next yeah i'm sorry yeah. next was in open chemtrails was in advanced at paris and uh with chemtrails we got second place the eight-way team got second place at paris and then next guy i I don't know what place we got in open but so yeah three teams on uh at nationals in paris back when it was in paris so i gotta ask why did you decide to do both of those at the same time like what like um well because i'm like i'm a goal-oriented person and (laughs) uh i didn't want to pass up the opportunity of i know how hard it is to find four teammates and Um, my goals were to be FS open class and VFS open class. And I kind of started looking for, um, teammates to form a VFS team. And I hooked up with somebody gave me a tip. I'm like, Oh, this kid, Adam Bozio, he's down at SDC. He's looking to do a VFS. I'm like, all right, well, at least I I got one then we got one. So I I met up with him and we were trying to find more teammates and we, we couldn't like, Mm -hmm. it was just like, I guess it's just us two. So then we were actually, 
started training for uh, free flying, okay. like artistic free flying. <laughs> and so we figured, well, I mean, there's two of us. Yeah. So we'll find a camera guy at some point, but we got in the tunnel and started working on like the compulsory rounds yeah. for, for free flying. Uh, and then luckily we found Nate. And then once okay. we had Nate Norum, it was like, okay, like we can, I think Colin was the last one to join. He was like, oh, I'm, I'm working on my house. I got stuff going on. I don't have time for a team, but eventually uh, we got him on the team. And then it was kind of just, okay, well, this team came together a little, maybe a little quicker than I, I thought, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to tell them like, oh, let's not train for a year while I finish up with FS. So I was just like, okay, talk to my teammates. And I was like, I can, here's the schedule I can do. Mm-hmm. And then talk to my VFS teammates and here's what I can commit to. And it was, ended up being a schedule where it was like, it was a lot obviously, yeah. but it was enough to where everybody was happy with the amount of training that we were going to be doing. So Yikes. we made it happen. Yeah. Yikes. I'd have been so stressed. Oh my God. I would have no hair with how stressed I would have been. <laughs> All my hair would have fallen out. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. Looking back Jeez. now, it was... It was a lot. I don't think yeah. I could do that again. <laughs> How old were you when you were doing this? Late 20s? Yeah, um, early 30s, maybe. Really? Late 20s, yeah. Wow. I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah, because my first year of skydiving, like it took me like a year and a half maybe to, just to get 100 jumps uh-huh. where I was kind of not even on a team or anything. I was just actually Crystal Prom, who uh, uh, was one of the members on Next, the original team. Mm-hmm. I, I was just doing FS jumps with her like mm. two-way jumps she was i remember like one of the mentor. questions i was going to ask you about next now yeah what was the original team name for next it oh wasn't next, um was it? no uh <laughs> we <laughs> no it was sdmw jump the gun <laughs> and uh it was like we would just sit around and have beers after work and like and you would say something i'd be like oh that could be a team name oh that's a team <laughs> name and somebody said i didn't want to like oh i didn't want to jump the gun on it or something I was like, mm. hey jump the gun that's a team name and it was just a pickup team so like we yeah we didn't have any expectations we didn't train at all yeah we just wanted to see what nationals was like because we had never been there and then crystal actually ended up getting hurt she got like she works on a farm and she got like smashed by a cow and like lacerated her liver Mm -hmm. or something i believe Mm -hmm. so we actually had uh a friend of ours come in Mm -hmm. and fly for us timmy hunkler Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then Timmy Hunker was on our four-way FS team, and it was just – it was an absolute blast. It was carefree. Like, we had no expectations because we hadn't trained, mm-hmm. but we all kind of got a taste for nationals. And if there are people out there listening who have not done nationals before, it is so much fun. It's so much fun. And you guys should just – if it's anywhere near your area, throw a pickup team together and just go, just do, go it. do it. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Got to wait for it to come back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm they're – I'm sure they'll do another one soon. So, yeah. how did you guys land on the team name next? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I I was never like a huge fan of it, but <laughs> I, I we wanted something with an X in it because we wanted to incorporate the uh, skull and crossbones that Scott Ive Midwest is kind of known for mm-hmm. into our team name. Yeah. And I actually I think I remember throwing the name Axiom out there and it getting shot down, and then the free fly team axiom came to fruition and they're i don't know i love that team name i think that one's awesome but somehow we settled on next and i think like 
it ended up being like, okay, well, we're going to be like the next team to accomplish these things, mm-hmm. like that accomplish our goals and be something in the skydiving world. Mm-hmm. So like we chose the team next as in like the next team is us. Okay. Yeah. I believe maybe somebody's going to correct me on that, but I think that's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> oh, uh, so then, I mean, maybe I'll save this one for the chemtrails, chemtrails boys. You know, yeah, the, I'm the, the not group. looking forward to that one. Why not? Well, because I talk with those guys every day and it's just one big. Hate on Matt Fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, so I'm not going to lie. Kyle and I were brainstorming question like things to talk about uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was he was bringing out some some pretty funny like one-liners and a lot of them had to do with taking the piss out of you yeah <laughs> so and like, i'm I, i'm pretty know? i'm pretty like, quick-witted like i can i can i can fire back but like when kyle's like pre-planning yeah. questions and stuff like that it's like all right fine a lot of them i shot down because i was like that's just that's just a lot guys but some <laughs> of them made the cut and it was like that is that's actually hilarious we might use that one so um let's uh switch over to talking about like great achievements like what do you think aside from the things that we've talked about already or maybe including the things we've talked about what do you think some of your greatest achievement achievements in skydiving flight career are like what are they thus far world records records, um uh the sequential world record for sure because i'm not like a huge big way guy i'm Mm -hmm. not i was never big in. i was never big into big ways but uh (laughs) (laughs) but i got on that and um that was that was like uh nerve-wracking for me and something new and challenging where i wasn't really sure how it was gonna go Uh and we ended up doing very very well and i was proud of how i flew but um what was that record um that was a head down sequential world record. I think it was Two 77, point. two point. Okay. I think it was 77, but I could be wrong on that. Okay. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't understand what sequentials are, can you explain it? Uh, it is building one formation and then having a certain percentage of those flyers breaking apart and building a second formation. Okay. Yeah. Is four way considered a sequential? It is. It is. But uh, you just call it something different, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could have if you if you're a, some small state that doesn't have any records, you could have a, a se- state sequential record with four people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm long it would sure last, the, but the Wisconsin state record for a long time was like that. The women's state records were like yeah. that. We I don't know what it is right now. I'm sure it, I'm sure it's been busted since then. But we had a we did one out at Skydive Twin Cities with 13 people, 13 women in 2011, and we did a three point. I think it was a three point. Awesome. It was like for, it was the one and only record I've ever yeah. been on. With. I was on the first um, head up Wisconsin record, and it was six or seven people, and we mm-hmm. just can't fired it. And now it's twenty <laughs> seven, right? Yeah. yeah. And we just broke that. Just yep. did that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about what about uh, what, what what else? Great achievements. What do you think? I don't know. I, Greatest I don't. Hits. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> I just like skydiving. And you I like skydiving and challenging myself. Um. Yeah. The um, Intermediate class round ten at Skydive Arizona was the f- draw was six seven, and we were in the lead, but kind of had to knew if we had a perfect skydive uh-huh. that we we they couldn't beat us. You know, if yep. for some reason we f- messed up and fumbled the exit, then they ha- we'd give them a shot and give let them back in it. And mm-hmm. I remember that jump, uh, we it was almost perfect it was almost perfect yeah and like breaking off we were like fist pumping and just (sighs) super excited because it was kind of our first real nationals yeah like that we trained for and it was 
what many thought was a lofty goal. Like even some of our own teammates thought it was kind of a lofty goal at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of just like, man, we actually, we actually did it. And we were, yeah, we, I remember us just being super, super psyched on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I can't, man, I'm always interested to, to hear about what, what, um, jump, like what, other experiences other people might have like that where they're like yes fucking nailed it we did it we did it you know what i mean like yeah um i can think of a couple of different jumps of my my like me personally where i had that sensation or that feeling but i not in even the same type of experience it's always interesting i guess yeah it was more so that than like on the world record stuff because mm-hmm. you don't really I, I haven't really got that on big ways like you'll yeah. do a big way and it's flying super well and you think that you have it mm-hmm. but you kind of break off like man i hope one person wasn't out or i miss somebody and yeah you kind of don't know but like that one like we knew in the moment during the skydive like it was going well we were doing good and we all knew mm-hmm. we had it you know so yeah. that was yeah that was a, a definitely a special moment those moments of like accomplishment, that feeling, that accomplishment have got to be really special. Yeah, I think it's I mean, it's special when the accomplishment is something that was, you know, a, a, a lofty goal like that. Yeah. You like when you it's easy to set little goals for yourself and kind of hop over them. Mm-hmm. But when you set a big one and then you put in a ton of work to accomplish it and yeah. then you actually do, that is that's that is a great feeling. How did you end up being on those on those big records? I don't know. I don't okay. know. I never really even wanted to, to be honest. I think um, because Colin's into big way, I, the, maybe Colin's into big way stuff. Colin does, and Kyle, they both do quite a bit of big way stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on the team together. So like Matt Fry just kind of reached out to me like, oh, you're on chemtrails too. Like come do the big way thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, like that sounds good. And um, so the, <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew this, but the, uh, vertical sequential world record was like the first two plane shot I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know however many planes it was a ton of planes. Yeah. yeah. But I had never done free flying anything over. I've never done two plane shot. And so the world record was my first like, yeah, big way. So did I was anybody like, else know that at the time or no? Um, I mean, they, for the questionnaire, they asked you to fill out what your previous biggest jump was. And I think mm-hmm. I put like 20 or something like that. So I wasn't <laughs> trying to cover it up or anything, but yeah. So like, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it was quite an experience. Just it was lucky, a little nerve wracking. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just lucky, I guess. Wow. Yeah. It's been fun so far. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like, I'm not like, I don't really like, it's not all about all the accomplishments. I just love what I'm doing. I just yeah. like, I like going out and skydiving with friends. And so mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't know. It's not, it's just, I'm always looking for the next thing and just the next jump and yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to say some stuff, but I don't want you to like get a big head really quick. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, Everyone I know, everyone I've met out here who knows you considers you like a rock star in the body flight world. Like they just, it's like one of the first things people talk about when, don't know if you know, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) but it's like one of those, one of the first things people say is like, he's super humble, but he's fucking good at what he does. Like he's, he is an, you're an amazing flyer. You're an amazing teacher, an amazing coach, but he will never, you'll never admit it. Right. Um, but I mean, it's rightly so like the stuff that I've seen out here for what, for what it's worth, uh, the stuff that I've seen you do out here, the way you talk to people, the way you interact with people, the way you just like kind of welcome people into the fold. Um, like you've, you've earned that, that title essentially. Um, 
especially after so much like time, dedication, experience in the sport, like this is pretty awesome. Uh, but I'm also very curious, like in your opinion, in your progression, what do you struggle with the most? What do I struggle with the yeah. most? Yeah. Just like over the course of your 11 years. Angle flying. Angle flying. Because <laughs> 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 I don't do it ever. Okay. I never do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like every one, like once a year, I'll jump on an angle jump. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't do this. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's not what I expected at all. All right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I struggle. I, for me, I struggle with something every single jump. Like yeah. every single jump, I never like. Oh, I did. I was perfect on that skydive. Mm -hmm. There's always something I can do better. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's not like, oh, there's that one thing. If there's like one thing I'm like for sure struggling with in VFS or FS way more than other things, like I'm going to I'm going to work on that and give that attention for a while. OK. But yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, like the only reason I ask that question, especially if people of like your caliber, like just people of your caliber, you know, flyers of your caliber, I guess. The reason I ask that question is sometimes um, people look at jumpers like that or skydivers like that who are so accomplished and so, like, humble and so just, like, cool about all of it, you know? Um, they look at it and it's like, it's just not, it's not achievable, right? They look at, like, that tier of flyers, essentially, and they're like, I don't know how to get there. I don't know where I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know how this is relatable. Like, I don't know what the progress or the, the steps are to get to that, to that level, um, cause other people are going to have like those same goals. Right. But they yeah. just don't see the achievable like steps to get there. Um, and, and that like the, the fact that people like off the right off the bat here, like is one of the first, like one of the first things they say about you and about the, all the, all the other members of chemtrails, to be honest. Um, it, I'm, I'm just interesting. I'm interested to see how to make, uh, like your progression more relatable to somebody who doesn't have that background or doesn't have that skill set yet i mean I if that's if that's what you want to do if you have mm -hmm. a goal go do it and mm -hmm. get coaching get on a team because yeah. it is so much easier to progress on a team when all those people are progressing with you yeah. than to jump with somebody new every single jump every single weekend and kind of have to start over and bounce back like yeah. it's so much easier when you're on a team to progress um and then take advantage of organizers like I'm out here when I'm on like Mondays and stuff. It's it's been a little slow sometimes, but like if I get out here on a weekend or if Colin's out here, like jump with the organizers, yeah, and listen to what they tell you. Mm -hmm. And I used to keep like a notebook for everything and like write <laughs> every single little thing down that people would tell me. And like back when it, back in the day when I was doing rhythm camps, yeah, like I remember like learning how to side slide and like fly up my arms more and stuff like that. I would go back to the hotel. And I would lay with my belly on like an ottoman and just go over all that stuff. And then like even now, Your like poor back must have <laughs> so bad. Even now, like when you see me, when you see me like walking around like through yeah. people, I like long rudder mm -hmm. like through people and stuff like that. I and have you just, seen that. yeah, you probably yeah. have. Yeah, <laughs> I have seen that yeah. before a few times. Yeah. So yeah. like if you if you if you if it's a real goal of yours to be at a certain level with something, just attack it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one thing that I've also noticed about you in the, in like the small amount of time I've, I've known you is that you talk a lot about coaching and mentorship in, yeah. in skydiving, right? Um, you just talked about Mondays with Maddie. Yeah. Right? 
I didn't come up with that. Somebody came up with that, and I was like, Maddie, who's Maddie? Thinking they were talking about an M A D D I E girl, Maddie. And I was like, Maddie, I can't. Like, Maddie Baylog? Like, she's coming out to Oregon? They're like, no, Matt. Matt. I'm like, oh. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's Maddie. Yeah. Um, Mondays with Maddie. Yeah, you just talked about that, actually, about how you're here to organize and coach. Um, that this, We're going to talk about that a little bit later on, too, and about how you ha- still have, like, the patience to keep doing that after all these other things, but uh, that all these other things that you've participated in. But, um, like, you've, you've talked about how it's super important for you, like, coaching, mentorship, all that stuff. Can you elaborate a little bit on, like, why it's such an important concept to keep doing, like, um, because for you, I guess? I, I remember getting freshly A-licensed and being the yeah. new kid at the drop zone and not knowing anybody and not having anybody to jump with and doing solos mm-hmm. and wanting more. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky enough to have Crystal Prom start jumping with me, and we were just doing two ways but she started teaching me about rw and new skills and i don't know i just don't i i don't want other people to have to go through that and it's hard because i am busy and we're team training all the time but even like mondays with maddie if there's somebody like i've done belly two-way belly jumps with people still i don't i'm never above anything i want to jump with anybody who wants to jump with me and i'm happy to give them anything i I share with them anything i've learned Mm -hmm. because i i remember being new and i remember wanting to be good and wanting to jump with people and yeah. wanting to get better. And I think we lose a lot of people. We lose a lot of people in this sport because nobody ever comes up to them and says, Hey man, I'm, my name is Matt. You want to jump with me? Yeah. You know? And yep. they're just like, well, I'm sick of doing solos for the last 30 jumps. I'm going to go do something else. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like we want fun jumpers in the sport. Like mm-hmm. we all want fun jumpers in the sport. And it's easy to say like somebody who's new is like, Oh, well they're never going to be to the level of like, uh, J Russ or something like that. It's like mm-hmm. okay, well, J Russ started. Every everybody started there. Everybody mm-hmm. started there. So you you never know. So yeah. why not why not encourage them? Why not coach them? And why not yeah help them as much as you can? Yeah, that's a it's a um not that that sentiment is not as uh prominent like what is prominent persistent. Yeah, right? well, I mean that's like, that's it's it's not as frequently encountered as you think it is. Like, oh, I know. As, oh, I as, know. You know. It's that's because you get the egos in skydiving where they get to a certain level and they're too good to go backwards and jump with the people who are coming up mm-hmm. and stop that. <laughs> <laughs> stop that. Like, yeah. I mean, even like like maybe some people just don't get a, a joy out of it. Mm-hmm. But with all my jumps or whatever, yeah. If I go do a, a basic two-way jump, but I see that person is like, maybe that's the best skydive they've done in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I see how thrilled they are to have done that. Like, yeah, it selfishly, it does something for me too. I'm happy to help that person with that and yeah. coach them and help them along with their progression. My friend, Del, uh, Dave Delanave, do you know him? Yeah. David Del- yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he Dope did an at, episode of this. olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plug his olive oil plug his olive oil david Delano- <laughs> Del- david delanave.com yeah. go there right now order yeah. the best olive oil you've ever used in your entire life okay right now go uh anyway sorry uh he said this thing um to me on his episode way way back last winter when we recorded it about how 
important coaching is for him too as well. And he talked about how like if you have one good skydive with a brand new jumper who doesn't maybe is feeling a little discouraged about something, you have one really, really good jump with somebody, that'll carry him for the next fifty jumps. Like yeah, that's stuff great. like that. Yeah, yeah that's like great. that's and it, it never stops. It yeah. never stops. You're never too good to get coaching. Yep. Like a, we, we still get coaching all the time from core mm-hmm. and we're all, there's tons of stuff that we have to work on and we know it and we are. And that's part of the fun is like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it stops being fun if you're not being challenged. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's probably, would you say that this is even more important these days as you know, things kind of drop off a little bit of intensity you know the last couple of years it seems like things are dropping off just like on a day-to-day basis at drop zones in terms of fun jumping yeah i don't know how it is in this area but back home it was like that for a little while and like this year i know that there's been a little bit of a struggle like getting people to come back to to, yeah there have not Yeah. yeah for sure do you think that's even you would you would say that 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 mentality of like reaching out making sure people are included and like uh you are continuously teaching new people and giving them opportunities to learn. Do you think that's even more important? I think I already know the answer to this. Sorry, but like, would no, you say that's even no. more important <laughs> these days to keep advancing our sport forward? Yeah, I think so. Especially like you said, if, if numbers are kind of dropping off yeah. and you're not seeing as many people around, like we definitely want to keep the ones that we have. Yeah. Not only in numbers though, too, but we just, we did just talk about how like, you know, the, the landscape of our sport is changing a little bit in that, like, it's not accessible to go train and fly at iFly anymore, you know? Yep. So like things are going to be shifting moving forward. And if we don't have people to replace those teams, you know, and like that, that leadership as it phases out or retires, yeah. like, what are we going to be left with? Yeah. Right? And for those people, like for sure, like I said, go take advantage of coaching and go take advantage of organizing yep. because if if that has dropped out where people can't get tunnel, they can't learn from a tunnel instructor. Yeah. Well, get in the sky and start working on like what the people who have yep. learned from those instructors know, mm-hmm. because it's, yeah, it's who knows, maybe it's. Would you say off. it's, it's Im- important for drop zones and DZOs and like leadership on, across the board to be, um, uh, creating these events more often though too? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, kind of up to the dzo's you know because like there's some dzo's we're very lucky here where keith and megan still are absolutely in love with skydiving you know so uh, they're gonna do what they can to keep fun jumpers they actually they want fun jumpers around Mm -hmm. there's a lot of drop zones that want fun jumpers around and um i I hope you've experienced it here is that like if you go to them with an idea of like hey i want to do this i want to kind of like work on this event and put this event together Mm -hmm. they're gonna they green light most everything they can i realized there is no student olympics event here at the end of the year student olympics student olympics where you take all the students from the from the from the year prior yeah so you take all the students this year anybody that was a student this year it doesn't matter where they're at in their progression but they have the opportunity to participate in games and like Uh, trivia and like drop zone skydiving you know sometimes if the weather's good you can do scrambles you can do like competitive scrambles you can do uh you know keep it up canopy contest where you're trying to run for like a target and if you hit it before your canopy touches the ground you get like a you know you know stuff stuff i think that's a great idea yeah like so i've seen that at drop zones in the past and it was something that i did as a student you know and i think that it draw like that kind of it's kind of like rookie fest yeah like i was know? just gonna say yeah. rookie fest like yep. what a great idea for newer yep. skydivers because they have this like rotating it's a scramble through yep. a scramble where they have this rotating um i don't know what you call yep. it experienced skydiver yep. 
and then you kind of get to know everybody in that community and i think that's a great idea and yeah let's, let's I do just, something I, here i haven't heard anybody talk about it here and i was like that seems like we could do that like, we yeah could, we could put that together real fast i think like, and that's one of, of the September. things you think like oh like maybe they don't want to hear like i'm not embarrassed i've never had that idea but i would run with that that's I mean, awesome it's it it was something we did back back home way way back in the day way back <laughs> uh for a few years, I think they did it for like three or four years, and then it just stopped because I think the the person who was running it just like you know, basically abandoned ship, you know, yeah. and left. Um, and then we didn't do it for a little while, and I tried to bring it back one year, um, and then I didn't do it the, the year after that, so nobody did it. And it was just, it's really, Damn. it's a really cool opportunity, yeah, especially for students, you know, like to feel like something is specifically for them, like this is a thing for you, you know. Like, I love that idea. I think that's a great idea because, like, we have it's 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 good to have teams here, yeah, because then you have people at the top level of skydiving yeah. sharing all the information with you. But it is hard sometimes because so often those yeah. teams are team training or they're putting together events, and it's a uh, head up state record yeah. or something that is maybe like a little above your yeah. or maybe way above your mm -hmm. skill level. Yep. So I think that's an awesome idea and to like, make an event specifically for those newer skydivers, yeah. like like we, a rookie fest or something. We do like there's God, there's games and stuff at night that you can play. Like we introduced hungry hippos on the creepers, oh, so nice. you divvy up all the participants into get teams of four, and you yeah. have them all start at opposite ends of the room, and all the balls are in the center, and you just try and get as many of them yeah. as you can. <laughs> um, we we play like two two um handed uh or double-headed packing races where your arms and your legs are tied together and you have to pack with just your outside arm and leg, you know, <laughs> try and get it together. Whoever yeah. wins, for, whoever gets first, you know, like, or whoever finishes it first, like, wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those are, it's super hilarious watching it. It's a lot of fun. You usually get paired up with someone who knows more than you do. Or they'll play, like, two-way or four-way, um, like, creeper, creeper wars. Like, those are creeper wars. But what they'll do is instead of two, or instead of four people on the, on the ground, they'll take... Uh, two people on the creepers and then two people are guiding them with their legs and pushing and like people fall off the creepers they smack you know like it's just fun silly antics at the end of the night you know yeah like, 2024 sam's student <laughs> olympics you guys heard it here first <laughs> it's happening uh yeah anybody that's listening to and you want to bring that to your drop zone you should absolutely do that suggest it to your dzo because yeah. chances are they've heard something like that and like they, and they god if you, if you see somebody there just standing around at your drop zone looking like he's lost just go introduce yourself to him yeah. say hi you have no idea yep. what that might do to somebody it might keep him coming back yep I, I mean like and i think what we did for like prizes and stuff like that too like we would call the manufacturers and say like hey we're doing a student olympics thing like, oh like, yeah, can yeah, you why send us something like yeah. can you send something like whatever it is like would you be down to do that we'd call like cookie and upt and like uh we'd call like pd and stuff and they would just send i think lmb sent an actual altimeter one year and we were like what the fuck yeah <laughs> like, nice. so so like there's there's plenty of um opportunities to like have decent prizes and stuff like that you can ask your dzo like yeah all those things yeah i think we should bring it. i think we should do it here it's done it's already done <laughs> It's already done. I think I mentioned it to Kristen, and Kristen was like, "That seems like a great idea." So yeah. we'll see. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, it you know comes to fruition. Yeah. I think we'll I think keep that, you all posted. Yeah, <laughs> keep you posted. <laughs> keep checking back for more information. Um, yeah, like coaching, mentorship. It's, it's you don't encounter too many people in the sport where they're driven by that. Like they're driven by wanting to teach and learn, and like or not not just not just teach others, but also learn more about them more for themselves you know you know what i mean it's not, like, yeah it's not even driven by it it's just man don't be above it yeah like don't don't have this thing in your head where you're too good to 
jump yeah. with somebody who's newer and learning and maybe that's a that was a poor choice of words but who are who are constantly chasing yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. constantly chasing that that desire to learn and know more like it it's it happens so infrequently, I think. Yeah, you know? it's a or, shame. Or it only happens for a certain amount of time, and then they hit the goals, and they're like, well, now I don't really know what to do, so I'm just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Then you burn out. And you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just, like, I wish that was a more prevalent attitude in this sport, but. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. lucky. Like I said, we get coached by core, and, like, we have J. Russ out here yeah. all the time, and that guy's sdc core they're at the pinnacle of competition and that dude's still running out there to go help catch tandems he's still like cocking <laughs> yeah. pilot shoots to help people pack you're like, talking about j-russ j-russ yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first i was like he's catching me on his hand yeah <laughs> yeah right J-Russ, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> that was wild yeah like come on don't be nobody should be above that stuff that was the last time he was here coaching you guys i was like oh shit can <laughs> you can take my toggles like by all means yeah that's pretty funny um what do you want people to take away uh, like take away from like being coached by you or being like you know uh, when you take someone on a skydive uh, as a organizer what do you want people oh just to- have have fun and feel like you got better at something yeah. learn something yeah if you learn <clears throat> if you can learn one small thing every single skydive you're doing great mm-hmm. you're doing great but some people so many people get stuck in this like where they just do zoo dives and they're fun once in a while but you're not you're not progressing too much you're not really learning anything but if you can get a coach or an organizer and they can just have you working on one thing and then once you get that one thing dialed in start working on another thing like you're gonna you're gonna succeed in the sport for sure okay and so that's what i hope people get from me is just just learn one little thing (laughs) one little thing at a time I've learned a lot. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. Like as even like when I am coaching somebody, you like you wish there's something you could do to just make them like understand immediately on the first jump, like everything click, but that's just not how it works. Sometimes it takes a lot of skydives to work on one small thing. Uh, In your opinion though, what's the most significant change you think we've seen as a community across your 11 years? You've had your hands in a lot of different areas and you've seen like the ebb and flow of change like over time. So curious what you think. What's, the most significant change we've seen as a community skydivers um the most significant change i'm not really sure i'm not really sure if i could put a finger on that one okay do you have an idea um i mean i think the common the common answer is technology the technology in recent years has just fucking skyrocketed in terms of like what we're able to do as a community or as like individual flyers i think that's like the common thing that people like to talk about um other people have said things like uh, the accessibility of resources has changed dramatically, you huh. know, in the last few years, especially with like the advent of social media and the tunnel, stuff like that. So I think it's interesting to see like <laughs> where we've come as far as safety. Uh, I have a job that's very dangerous and our culture is still there's a lot of cowboys who are still like the cool thing is to be unsafe. Mm hmm. And I'm glad that's – I'm so glad that's gone from skydiving for the most part. Yeah. Or at least at this drop zone mm-hmm. where you have a lot of people, if they see somebody doing something stupid, they sit them down and talk to them yep. and humble them because, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah I feel you. Uh, that is probably one of the best things that I – the one of the things that I appreciate the most about this drop zone is how diligent they are and making sure people are doing the right thing. Like from the get go. I think that's, I think that helps with being a smaller mid-sized drop zone is because like 
there's it's not really i hope you don't feel this but it doesn't feel clicky here to me no like the free flyers hang out with all the belly yes. flyers and now everybody yep. kind of just loves each other so everybody's looking out for each other like mm-hmm. you know and there's no like just kind of like if somebody sees something they usually say something and they yeah. do it in a constructive way because they genuinely want everybody to be safe here yeah there's a lot of crossover between the disciplines like there's a lot of people that like mishmash like back and forth between different things but there's a lot of like the leadership that's here what i mean it starts from the top down right it starts from the georges like down mm-hmm. um and the leadership the people that they've put in positions of leadership all have a very similar mentality of like we want to keep progressing we're progressing we want people to be safe we want to keep we want to teach people things we want to bring people back like it's all a very similar mentality and this is just from just from an outside perspective looking in because I don't have a hand in that at all I'm just watching what it is everyone else is doing but it start like from the top down like this place just has a really great mentality about what type of what what type of atmosphere they want to create and i think it extends to the rest of the community like and it extends to your customer base too as well like there's a reason you see so many good reviews online about this place and it's just because the atmosphere like the atmosphere is so great that it just leeches into everybody else's like behavior patterns and like how good of a day they have like even if things go wrong like everyone just seems like they have a good day by the time they leave you know they come back fresh-faced ready to like take on the next day yeah it's hard for me i mean you would know more than i did because i this has kind of just been my home dz forever but i do go to other drop zones and it's it's different other i've definitely been to clicky drop zones where Mm -hmm. yeah people aren't as inviting but Yeah. yeah It's I lucky mean, to be here. All around, all around. I mean, <laughs> not to keep plugging Skydive Midwest, but all around. <laughs> it's a great drop zone. You should probably yeah, come, come check it out. Sometime. Come check it out. It's pretty great. Um, how do you keep getting or keep from getting burnt out after so many competitive seasons? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I keep from doing that. I'm just okay. not. You're just not <laughs> I'm just not burnt just not out happening. on it. Yeah, I just still. Like I, I just still, I just still love to skydive. I just love to be here. Do you think it's the variety? Oh, it definitely could be. It yeah. could be that I can go do a belly jump or go do a free fly jump or yeah. big way jump or whatever. But or do you think it has something to do with how your personal goals just keep, like you you match a that, goal and then you keep pushing to the next one and then you have the next one. Like that's 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 probably more accurate okay. because like my the next thing I want to start flocking more and stuff yeah. like that and go do some flocking camps and learn as much as I can about that so I mean there's just so many different disciplines and so many different things to do in skydiving it's just like how could you get Mm -hmm. bored (laughs) Uh, the reason I asked right out rather so I've been working in skydiving since I was 18 yeah and for the my my entire skydiving career I've been working in the sport right in some fashion packing manifest loading video editing like moving on to getting my instructor ratings then I was working at the tunnel and then I came back to the drop zone and like last season for me was really it's just not a great season for me it was really discouraging and um I didn't think about quitting I didn't want to quit I was like I'm not ready to quit I don't want to stop doing what it is I'm doing I, I fucking love it it's fantastic um but I can't do it where I'm doing like where where I was I was just like I'm not going anywhere anymore and it was like my entire skydiving career was just like one goal after the next or after the next just continuously sure. pushing forward 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 and I felt like I hit a wall especially after I left the tunnel I was like man I just hit a wall like what yep. am I doing here what do I where do I want to go what do I want to do next and for me personally if I don't have a goal that's where I feel like I'm standing still I feel yep. like I'm burning out doing what I'm doing if I don't have like another thing that I want to keep working on it just it totally wrecks me mentally about doing 
like being being in that in this environment right um so I'm curious like you've talked a lot about goal setting you've talked a lot about like how you want to keep learning and you want to keep progressing I was wondering if something similar like that is is what keeps you from burning out on your own you know just like you know what I, mean? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be different for you if, if with working in the sport. Cause I've yeah. never, I can't really say I've never, I've never worked in the sport like yeah. for real. So, <laughs> uh, I've only come here on my time when I want to come here, yeah. you know, when I want to go do some skydiving for the most part, mm-hmm. aside from the couple of maybe training weekends or something yeah. where I was busy. But, um, I think, I think for sure it's, it is goal setting and just, yeah. you could always look right at something different. You know, mm-hmm. you could try something different. There's always like so many things to do in the sport of skydiving that if Absolutely. you're kind of getting burnt out on one thing, try something like, else. yeah, for maybe just for a little bit and yeah. then come back to it later when you can kind of let your brain reset. Yeah. It's kind of like how we would teach people in the tunnel when they would get like, they would hit a wall with a, a certain skill. Like, okay, we're, we're going to switch it up. We're going to do yeah. something completely different. But like, also like never, never forget that you're doing this because it's fun yeah you know I, yep. I know especially in the early years of next i was so overly competitive like way more than i am now mm-hmm. that there were times where like training wasn't fun for me yeah. because i didn't feel like we were doing good enough yeah and i was upset because like i felt we could we were flying beneath ourselves mm-hmm. and and then it's like well this is still like this is what you do this is you're here for this is your weekend yeah like you came here to have fun like you (laughs) like you can't go out here and have a bad time on the weekend then go back to your job Mm -hmm. you know so it's like I've I've learned later on to just enjoy it enjoy the ride and competitions are great and all but uh like you were saying earlier like Nobody cares, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, it's so the, harsh, Chris. Yeah. Keith's words. Keith said it. Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not, you're not wrong. Like at yeah. the end of the day, like, I, yeah. Do you remember who won whatever MFS competition for you? Like, nobody Sky remembers. Nobody knows. Rattle off like those statistics, like they would baseball stats. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wild. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, yeah, nobody, nobody cares. So if you're not having fun what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And I think if you can balance having fun with still like being competitive, I think yeah. that's the ultimate. That's the best. That's what yeah. I'm trying to do now. Yeah. Uh, personal, like, I guess I, so you talked about how like it's different from, for, for like a working perspective versus like a fun jumping perspective. Like you still see people burning out, you know, in both arenas, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah, like, of course. The, the average life cycle of a skydiver is like what, three to five years. Probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's usually because they find something else that they're interested in or they get sure. married or they have a, have a kid or some, so whatever reason. Right. Um, <clears throat> so you can burn out in either arena, but I think like, I, I could take this skill set and I could go anywhere and do this, right? I could I could take my skill set in skydiving, my work skill set, and I could go anywhere in the world and do this, theoretically. Um, but like I cho- like me personally, I chose to come. I came I came here because I knew what this drop zone was famous for, and I knew what had, like was going on here, and I knew that like there were certain goals that I wanted to meet and I wanted to do. Like camera flying competition, like those are things that I'm very very interested in, and I was like I am not going to learn what I want. I'm not gonna be able to chase what I want to do where I'm at. Right. I have to go someplace where I'm going to have better access to those things. Yeah. Um, and so like, just like personal goals that like, I, 
suddenly had like a renewed interest after such a devastating year last year you know like such a terrible catastrophic devastating year um mentally emotionally all those things like just feeling burned out on all those things like I finally figured it out I was like okay well we gotta go like we gotta make a change if you're not ready to be done and you you are you know what I mean like you're not ready to be done but you're sick of what you're doing right now and it's not working for you like switch it up go someplace else do something else like switch like whatever whatever the circumstances allow for um it just so happened it was like all right i'm gonna go someplace else yeah i mean those you know? when you get something like that those yeah. are kind of your options with so yeah. many things in life you can either accept it completely or you can yeah. change the situation you're in but since i've been here my attitude about all of this has completely changed like from the moment from the first week i was here i was like oh, okay <laughs> like i see it i can i can i can see those goals developing as i as i continue this summer and maybe next summer and the year after that like i can see how things are going to be changing just being in the right place at the right time if that makes sense fantastic yeah yeah. so like goal setting i think it like i i guess like what i was trying to get at was like a roundabout way of coming around to like this idea of goal setting and like figuring out what it is you want to do in the sport and just chasing it right and then if that goal doesn't seem to work out like switch it and like go someplace else it's a it's a great way to keep yourself from burning out and i think um i think you have a really good i don't know if you realize how great it looks from the outside like just the attitude of how you're like i'm gonna do xyz and i don't have a problem with switching in between those things i don't have a problem with doing two fun jumps with random joe schmo at the end of the day after i've been training all day i don't think you realize how like maybe you do maybe maybe you realize this but it it's very inspiring oh well that's awesome it's inspiring Thank to you. watch dude. yeah <laughs> like, like I have made more than one comment to other drop zones or other other not drop zones other people who are fixtures on this drop zone who know you and have known you for years and I'm like I am amazed at how this guy goes so hard every single time he's out here but still makes time for other people like yeah. still makes time to go have fun and like fuck off like yeah I, I mean it just makes me happy and I love yeah. doing it so like we'll finish up a a training day and if there's some sunlight left I'll yeah go do some fun jumps, some high pulls, some if whatever people want to do. Yeah. yeah. Whatever people want to do. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's like, um, I'm not like trying to in- inspire anybody. It, it's just making <laughs> it's just me, it just makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what I like to do. So if, it, if, I, if I'm doing what I like to do and I'm also like inspiring people, that's Hell yeah, that's awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now that I've made it awkward. No, no, it's just that's it's great. I'm I, I didn't I didn't know that, so thank you. Those are that was a few like that question is how do, how does he keep from getting burned out? Like I've asked that of multiple people. Like before I really knew you, before we had like serious conversations, um, it was just something I noticed, and I'm like, dude, that's wild. I think it's just I think it's very impressive and uh, admirable like how much you guys as a team give back. And I think, I think the only, like the reason I'm single, I mean, I wish, I wish we could give back more. I mean, I'm like, I have a job where I'm working all the time, you know, and I have like, I get it. I got a lot of stuff outside of skydiving, but as much time as I can spend giving back to the sport, I try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason, I guess like the only reason I'm singling you out is because you're the person I see here the most. Oh, fair. You know, just like like of the people that are, that make up chemtrails you and Keith are the people here that, that are, are just here the more often than than the rest of the group at least this season so it's just I mean, more it's obvious my, yeah, it's, I guess 
it's just my happy place. <laughs> it's just, so I just, yeah. Uh, everyone, I, I wish said, there was like, some trick I could tell you, like, oh, this is what you have to do. But I don't know. It's just what. It's just what I. It's you, like it's my genuinely my passion in life. It's what I love to do. So it's it comes easy to me. You know. Are you okay? Are you feeling uncomfortable with all this, like? A little, yeah. <laughs> so I, showed, I showed this breakdown to a couple of people, and they were like, he's going to hate this part. <laughs> he's yeah. going to hate it. Can you feel like I'm, I'm literally sweating yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, man. This is a little red, a little sweaty. Yeah. Okay, we'll get we'll get off that. Uh, we'll get off that topic. I'm going to ask you the last question uh, here, okay? If you had one yeah. thing to tell yourself as a young skydiver that you wish you – like, if you, if you could tell your young skydiver self one thing that you know now, what would it be? That's hard for me because I, even early on, like I had such, like, I knew what I was going to be doing. I knew what I wanted to do and I kind of just executed that. Yeah. And like, I took like advice from the right people and yeah. like when they gave me advice, I believe, I know that's hard to believe, but I listened to them. <laughs> Somebody gives me advice, I listen to them. Uh, but God, I wish, I wish when I was newer and still like in awe of all things skydiving, I wish I spent more time time like following around a rigger because okay. i suck at rigging <laughs> and i hate rigging okay. and i wish i just had more knowledge of it all all right yeah. that's and- fair <laughs> that's totally fair <laughs> and now if you're like oh like go get your rigger ticket and learn how to pack reserves hell no no i don't even want to pack my main yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a fair thing that most skydivers probably don't think or concern themselves too much about yeah right? yeah fair answer fair answer i was gonna say if he doesn't come up with a question i'm gonna be like he so you're a unicorn so you're like perfect in every way and you've no. been perfect for, since the, <laughs> no. the, the moment you started got it <laughs> Uh, you want to play a game really quick? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, it's called Twenty Questions, right? Oh, 20, I'm ready. Yeah, you get twenty questions. Um, so twenty questions. Uh, you have twenty questions to figure out what an inanimate object I am on the drop zone. Okay. Okay. Um, I could be anything. Gotcha. I could be in the hangar, outside the hangar. I could be in the plane. I could be on your gear. I could be on the walls. I could be in manifest, but it's going drop. to be something specific to skydiving. Drop zones or this drop zone. Talk this drop zone. Let's say this drop zone. Oh well, that was gonna be my first question. So well, I, just I mean, I guess like it could be, it could be. I've already picked it out. I already know what it is. Okay. Um, this could be at any drop zone. I I know it's on this drop zone though. Okay. But it cool. could be on any drop zone. All right. Okay. Cool. So you have twenty questions. If I don't understand the question, or if I think there's more to it than like the yes or no answer that I'll give, I'll have to have you clarify for it for okay. me about what you mean. Sound good? Yep. At 10 questions, if you do not have any idea, I will give you a hint if you want, free of charge. Well, I have to try to beat Scott Robinson's. I think he got in yeah, like got five like questions. Or, yeah, something seven crazy. Or something. So. Uh, his was really easy because I didn't really know Scott. Oh, very come well on. The give time. the guy some credit. It was really, really easy. Oh, <laughs> I picked something specifically to piloting, you know? I mean, he was. You picked. He was so really, what? You got something hard for me? Yeah. Oh, yes <laughs> yes it is uh, it is hell? not gonna be easy uh his was um pretty simple because i, I hope really... it's not to do with rigging no it's not. <laughs> it's not. uh his it, like to, yes all the credit to scott he nailed it mm-hmm. his was very easy though okay okay ready yep whenever you're ready go for it is this taken on every skydive no is it taken on some skydives no can i pick it up with one hand can I pick it up with two hands? You you could. <laughs> yes. Okay. You could. Okay, but it must be kinda heavy then. Um 
Is it something in the airplane? No. Is it something you use for debriefing? You could, yes. You could. You could. Is it used by skydiving teams? Yes. Okay. Is it used by FS teams? Yes. Is it used by VFS teams? Yes. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is it under 50 pounds? Yes. Okay. Not taken on every jump. Is it taken on some skydives? You already asked that. What's that? Uh, Did I? Yeah. You said, is it taken on any... or? It was the first two. They were two versions of the two different versions of the same question. It was so taken on every jump. Is it taken on some skydives? And they were both no. They were both no. Yep. Okay, so never is taken on skydives. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Um, <clears throat> is it in the hangar? Yeah. Oh, that was that ten. Yeah. Okay. What's my hint? They don't leave the hangar. They don't they leave don't, the hangar. They don't leave the hangar. Not that I've seen anyway. Is it electronic? It's, we're talking specifically on this hanger. They don't leave this hanger. Is it electronic? No. It's not going to be something like ab like. It's not going to be something super generic either, like a TV monitor or something like that. It's going to be specific to skydiving. Specific, so like not like a whiteboard or something like that. Okay. That's not a question. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um. His knee is bouncing, like, just like, oh, my God, I got to get this. I got to get this. Well, I'm already, I already lost to Scott, so that's out of the window. It's all right. When Scott comes back, we're going to be doing another one. Oh, man. Way harder one. All right, good. Um, God, what the hell could it be? So, to, to let's try and recap, okay? So, it doesn't go on a, it doesn't go in the plane. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go on a skydive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stays in the hangar. It's used by... FS and VFS FS teams. FS and VFS teams, right? Um, it is used for. De- it could be used for debriefing. Um, what were some of the other ones? It doesn't move. Down. Doesn't move. You could pick it up though. I could pick it up. It lays weighs less than fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's used by VFS and FS teams. Yeah. When you is get to fifteen, I'll give you another one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's not electronic. No, and it's not electronic. God, is it a little free fall doll? Nope. Mm. But you're getting warmer. I'm getting warmer? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I would be shocked if anybody on this, on this podcast knew what, it, knew what it was. I, maybe someone from here. Does chemtrails use one? Have you seen chemtrails use it? I'm sure you used it in the past. I don't know if you still do. You probably don't still use it. Probably in fact, I think I know you don't use it. You know we don't use yeah. it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't use it anymore. I have no idea what this could be. <laughs> I don't even know what questions I ask anymore. I feel like I should have <laughs> I feel like I should have nailed it down by now. Does Next use it currently? I don't know why Next would use it. I don't I, I think you guys are both in the same, I think both teams are at a very similar point where they wouldn't use it anymore. Okay, so it's for newer teams. Well, it can't be a creeper because the VFS teams don't use creepers. Um, is it made out of wood? Partially, yeah. 
partially made out of wood. I think so. <laughs> I feel I like that so. question Maybe, made it you know harder what? for I'm gonna me. Give you, I'm going to give you a different question because I don't know for sure. Okay. I don't know for sure, actually. Okay. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> I'd okay. have to go look. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want a different question. <laughs> I'll give you that one for free because I don't know the answer. Okay. Am I at 15 yet? Can I get another hint yet? One, one more question. You're at 15. <clears throat> okay. Gave you that one for um, free. Do you, do you use it for your debriefing like AFF students? No. No. So specifically teams. Okay. Now what's my hint? <sighs> There's more than one type. There's more than one yeah, type. Yeah, there's more than one type of this item. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. More than one type of this item. More than one type. Think about what's in the hanger right there's now. There's so much stuff just in think, the hanger right now. Think about what's in the hanger right now. Think about what you've used as a team all the way through like <laughs> just think about like all the things that you've used as a team like <laughs> it's driving me crazy i don't i have no idea um I, I, think I'm, give it away. I think I might have to give up. Can no, give up? you can't give up. You can't <laughs> give up. Um, let's see. Is it used for teaching like a body position? It could be, yeah. It could be. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's not, maybe not in the way you're thinking, but yeah. Think about all the tools teams use. I am trying. <laughs> and what's funny about this is because, like, I don't think you guys use this anymore. <laughs> I, d I don't know why you guys would. <clears throat> I use it for sure. You I use know it? I use it, yeah. I would use it in a team setting for sure. <clears throat> but I would need to. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? I, no. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> mm. Help. <laughs> Help. Help me. Help, Help me, please. Help. I don't, I'm Help. out of questions. Um, it is technically considered an educational tool. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, competition manual? No, but oh. <laughs> you're getting so fucking close. You're getting so close. All right, well, that's one of my questions, right? Okay, yes. Okay, competition. That's not it, you're but you're so getting close. really close. The sim? No. Mm. A competition draw? No, but you're getting, you're right there. You're right there. Oh, no. A dive flow? Yes. It's like a dive flow? Okay, I'm going to give it to you because it's not in the diet. Lord. I was so – one of the first things I noticed when I came to this drop zone and I was so fucking impressed that you guys had it are all the dive pools. Oh, the oh, okay. All the dive pools up on the wall. I was like, this is fucking cool. They're yeah. all there, like all, all, all of di the different disciplines. I'm going to give it to you because that was, was pretty good. Yeah, that one was rough. That yeah. one was rough. Yeah. Whew. I'm, I was very impressed. I've spent more time looking at the MFS one than anything else this season, yeah. like just staring <laughs> at it and trying to understand all the different, all the different points and blocks. Uh, yeah, no, you, 
Let's see. He doesn't go in the plane. You no, just, yeah, you nailed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. You don't I use know, it. No, I haven't used one in I, forever. I don't know yeah. why you would use it. Like, yeah. I've watched you guys walk the dive flows before. You guys know them all by heart, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you have one for me? Yeah, yeah. Are we not doing you, that? We don't really, have to do that. You really are competitive. All yeah. right. Um, am I part of gear? Am I a piece of gear? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Broad spectrum <laughs> question, baby. Uh, that's how you play this game. Um, so yes to gear. Uh, is it part of your rig? No. Okay. Do students use me? Not here. Am I made out of fabric? Yeah. I could be. You are, I guess partially then. yeah I, I mean i guess i don't know if i would call it fabric but it's a material you know like okay. um yeah okay yeah it's i guess it's a okay fabric. all right it's an organic material or something there you, yeah okay damn it that's uh. yeah. <laughs> what? yeah yeah organic no, material organic yeah material. okay <clears throat> all right uh okay um am i taking on every skydive no okay do you wear it yes not me personally <laughs> okay <laughs> you don't wear it okay i don't there's a there's people very, wear it okay am i electronic no okay well then it's not it's not a uh altimeter, altimeter. Then. <laughs> 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 it's not an altimeter then it's like the only thing i can think of that you don't wear for sure um yeah dude imagine my surprise when i find out that your entire team doesn't wear altimeters at all because it gets in the way of grips like holy shit I think Kyle does mind-blowing anyway yeah. <laughs> it makes sense but damn wow yeah. okay well to be fair we all have two yeah. audible yeah, yeah, yeah. altimeters yeah. and then we're skydiving with each other and we're pretty yeah. prompt on when we should leave and yep. fair enough, yeah fair enough. lots of audible alarms all right. so it's gear but it's not on your rig it's not for students at least at this drop zone uh part of me partially fabric or Organic material. Organic material. Organic. So it's organic, organic material. material. Yeah. So organic. When I said organic, I meant like it moves, like it's flexible, like it's like. It's like it is also flexible. Okay. You don't wear it. It's or it is wearable. It's not electronic, and you're not using it on every skydive. Is it a piece of specialty gear? Specialty gear. Yeah, like for a specific discipline. Specialty no, gear. No, no, no. Okay, not specialty gear. Yep, I see it. I see it. I see your fingers. Thank yep. you. You're Keaton Count Eight. over there. Um, the organic material one is going to like throw me off a little bit, I think. And I thought that was going to yeah. help you nail it. It's organic material, so it must disintegrate. No. Well, that's what organic organic means is that it's like you can wear it down. Like. It's like a natural thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Like, like it's not synthetic. It's oh, not like a okay, synthetic okay, jumpsuit. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. So it's cotton. <laughs> it's cotton. It's fabric. It's span. I don't. I don't. Okay. It's fabric. It's it's. You rolled your eyes though when I said it was fabric, so it can't be like cotton or yeah, anything. it's not. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Organic material would be closer. Yeah. What the hell would be organic material that would be considered gear? 
that's not on your rig that you wear sometimes that's not for students is it part of your helmet no because you don't wear it I take it back that's a dumb question <laughs> take it back it's a dumb question because you don't wear it or no you would wear it fuck all right um I don't personally wear it uh it's it's got to be some sort of like kind of fabric material fabric like material I guess yeah you're on it okay so it could be a neck buff. It could be. Uh, Are these questions? No, I'm just like I'm counting off on my fingers. Okay. Like what it could be. It could be a neck Thinking buff. Thinking out loud. It could be I'm gonna take a drink. Yeah, you do. My 14k margarita. <laughs> Shout it's out. watered down now because <laughs> we've been in here for so long. Um, it could be a neck buff. It could be I don't know what else. I don't know what else it would be. Uh, students don't use them. It could be maybe trying to think if there's anything else before i settle on that you're close to getting a hint yeah i know if you can manufacture if i can do two more questions two more questions um i'll just ask that doesn't go on your helmet does it go on your helmet it does it go on your helmet is it part of your helmet it's not part of your helmet <laughs> <laughs> not part of your helmet uh and it's not part of your it's not part of a jumpsuit right no Clue, please. The organic material you're wondering yeah. is leather. Le uh, what? Yes. It's a piece of gear and it's leather. Correct. The good ones. <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> what the fuck is made out of leather? Other now people listening know it. Do they? I think oh, so. Oh, I know what it is. Is it a frat pack? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Oh, Jesus. I haven't seen one of those in a long time, man. Yeah. There was one tandem instructor back home. His name is Robbie. He used to wear one on every a white oh, one. Oh, yeah. On Hell, every yeah. Every single tandem. Yeah, we should bring him back. Ever. We bought him, actually, one. Um, we went to the mall one year, and it was like a kilt store. It was like a, like a Scottish kilt store, and they had a like suede leather. Oh my god! It was god. like leather on one side, suede on the other, and um, we bought it for him because we were like, "This looks just like his frat hat," so we're gonna we're gonna buy this for him. And he ended up putting like beaver fur on the inside and wow. on the flaps, and so he would wear it on cold days. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he was so he was so so crafty that Robbie. Yeah, get him out here. He sounds great. <laughs> frat hats. Oh my god throwback dude wild wild all right well we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there okay we've been yeah, recording for fun. like an hour and a half now so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up uh thank you for finally finally joining me well thank you for on a podcast <laughs> breathing life back into this room this Man. is awesome it's nice to have a podcast at the drop zone and i've been listening to a bunch of them and they're great they're awesome good yeah well, thank you thank you i appreciate that i actually just um recently got like people have been reaching out to recently, like over the last month and a half about like people I've never met before that are reaching out like via Instagram and Facebook. And they're saying things like, I'm really enjoying listening to this. Like I have suggestions on who you should like talk to, you know, people you've never met before, but would be like really good, you know, uh, people to have on the, on the podcast. So uh, in between all of these things that are going on, like the busyness of the drop zone and like recording and editing and all that stuff, uh, and all the plans I have moving forward for this, like it's been pretty cool hearing from folks like that. It's yeah, you're doing bad. you're doing great. Keep it up. D did you hear about Sean Kennedy's encounter 
after his uh, episode went live? No. <laughs> so the same week that Sean Kennedy, um, his episode like dropped, he went to a a competition in Florida yeah. at Skydive Sebastian, right? And so they have like the tiki bar uh-huh. over there, right? Have you you've been there, yeah? Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. So like they have the tiki bar, and the lady who was managing or who was like cashiering or something, he she she takes his card when he's paying for his food, and she looks at it, and she goes, Sean Kennedy. You were on this episode's, uh, or you were on this week's episode of Fall Risk, weren't you? <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, I was." You're absolutely right. I was like, "Oh my god, someone is right Oh, that's it. awesome. Like, this is wild, wild that this is happening. So, if you're listening to this and we've never met, I appreciate you guys like tuning in and checking this out. Like, yeah. it means a lot. So, anyway, uh, that being so, oh, before before we end, um, I mean, the reason you're so- talking about breathing life into this and everything, like Matt Condon, you also had your own podcast for a hot minute. There, yeah, I never you? got off didn't the ground. You? Yeah, <laughs> it turns out I'm not a huge fan of talking to people. I mean, <laughs> I get, you saw like when I got like yeah, flush in the face and stuff. Yeah, that's how I was like every single one. I was Only- like, man, this is not for me. And I hate public speaking, so I don't know why I thought it would be a good idea for yeah. me. But I'm like one of those people who I, I just throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see yeah. what sticks. And like every once in a while, you find that thing that you love. Yeah. So you never know. Try everything. I occasionally have people. I've had people here in the last like month or two where I'm like I'm in way over my head. I'm, sit- I'm sitting here thinking like, Jesus Christ, I'm way over my head talking to this person like I am. You know, like, I just I don't know. Uh, I guess like what it feels like is sometimes I'm talking to people and it feels like I am trying too hard to like put myself on their level to have a good conversation for them. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, nope. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like I'm, I feel like I'm trying too hard to like be relatable to this person when I know nothing about them. Or oh, it's, it's hard. Them. It's like, hard. It's hard to interview people that you don't know. I'm sure. I mean, uh, for, in my eyes, certain people are like way high ca- level caliber. Like, you know what I mean? Like they are just like, I am impressed in, in the, I am, I am overwhelmed with the fact that they say yes to this versus Gorka. You talking about Gorka? Of course, he's talking about Gorka. <laughs> He'll never listen to this, so like that's why that's why I feel fine saying that. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I like I'll be sitting here sometimes, just uh, like talking to people and being like, I am so overwhelmed with the fact that I'm talking to this person in the way that I am. Like, nah, stop it! It's skydiving. Yeah, you know? like it's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we all. I'm experiencing that a little bit more now as it takes off and I'm getting people that I did not think I was going to be able to have on, on this thing. You oh, know? That's great. Like, yeah. Oh, wild, wild. So anyway, uh, that being said, wrap it up there before I get flustered. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad we finally got this to work out. Right. Yeah. It was only weird for a little bit. So that's, yeah. that's good. We'll edit out a little bit of that weirdness just to make you feel comfortable. No, you do, whatever you, you do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> if the whole thing was terrible, you don't even have to download. I told you that before. That was my, that's how I prefaced the whole thing. I said, if I get on there and I'm terrible, don't even download it. I, I won't think, get my feelings hurt. I think a vast majority of this is <laughs> perfectly usable so cool no perfect glad no to hear that <laughs> glad to hear that I didn't waste your time all right now that being said everybody listening thank you so much really appreciate it blue skies stay safe have a good night